This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let me tell you a true story, Beads. I don't know if you can use this on the show or not, but uh, yeah. I used to despise you for a period of your life. Holy crap! But let me <laughs> yes. tell you what it was. It was okay. one tweet. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of What Did I Miss? Today it is an honor uh, in these Twitter streets and this social media planet that we live on. This is the king, the king himself, Mr. Josiah Johnson joins us today. Sir, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm not the king of anything. I'm just a regular guy. No, stop. No, because people try to be funny on, on the internet. Like they they try so hard and we all use memes and we think we're really clever when we do it. But... You are, and I've said this before, I think I've even t- responded to a million of your tweets, like, you literally nail it every single time, and I don't know how, it's some sort of brilliance that you have, but my hat's off to you, sir, because it's it's really good. The, se- <laughs> the secret is I have, like, a bunch of 14 to 18-year-old kids trying to bully me, so anytime <laughs> I don't come with heat, it's death threats, and, you know, they're, they're, they're assault- insulting my family and things like that, so I try to avoid that. It's pressure. Yeah, you got pressure now. Like you can't, you can't throw out a bomb because everyone's like, "Oh no, he's losing it. Yeah. He's losing you fell, it." You fell off, is what they like to say. It's like, <laughs> yes. When yeah, was that's... I ever on? I don't know. I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying best. to feed the family. That's it. Well, I want to. Okay, so we are. We got. We're going to talk basketball. Obviously, this is the best time of the year for a lot of people, according to the gambling houses. It was the greatest time of year for them. Everybody, everybody lost. But first up, NBA playoffs. We're 23 days away, which is. Weird to say. It seems like it was just yesterday we started the season. It's been a fun season. We've got people in there that are maybe not what we're used to seeing and then some that we're used to seeing. Has there been one storyline so far, NBA-wise, that you've sort of latched onto and really paid attention? Uh, other than LeBron, which is all I really care about, definitely Ja Morant <laughs> in the, the Memphis Grizzlies. I think, uh, you know, it's a squad that just has a lot of toughness, a lot of fortitude. You know, they got a strong, dynamic makeup. I'm a big UCLA guy, so even seeing Kyle Anderson now, you know, getting his ball on and rolling with that squad, Desmond Bain. Talking trash to LeBron, definitely, you know, <laughs> nobody's afraid of them big footsteps. When they start talking like that and moving like that, you know, I think they're really taking on the mentality and the dy- dynamic of Ja Morant. And it's funny, you know, uh, they're like 14-2 without Ja, so everybody's kind of trying to use that against them. But they just have a good squad, and I think, you know, it's the team that that's built built for this season, built for regular season. We'll see once the playoffs come. I see a freaky-deaky world where the Lakers start rattling off some wins Stop and end up it. winning that first playoff game. Stop Play- it. <laughs> we got a 2-7 Grizzlies-Lakers. That's, that's, that's the kind of dream and hope. Ooh. So I know the NBA would love that, but, uh, you know, that's a great squad. And just, you know, obviously the, the, the Ben Simmons trade with KD and uh, Kyrie and that whole situation with Kyrie, you know, it's looking like they may end up playing the Raptors in the first round. Will Kyrie I mean, even be able to play? Right. A lot of mysteries going on, a lot of stuff going on around the league. But, you know, th- those are the things that interest me the most right now. You know what, on the Memphis thing, like I, I consume a lot of NBA, whether it be like Sirius XM, what have you. And it just feels to me, and we there's always a team like this every season that sort of comes through and does things that maybe people weren't expecting. But it feels to me like no one's properly giving them respect right now. Yeah, yeah, you're sitting up top, but come playoffs, you won't be there anymore. And I just sort of feel like they seem dangerous to me. It's that whole sort of, we haven't been here, ignorance is bliss type thing, and none of them are scared of anything. So I don't know. Does it feel like we're not giving them proper respect as we head into this thing? 
I mean, I think we're giving them enough respect. They got to win a playoff series first to gain our full attention. I mean, you got a lot, you know, you look at the Mavs, you got a lot of teams in the West yeah. that would love to give them that work and give them that action. And, you know, you can't look past the Warriors either. So even if they do win that first round playoff game, they may be looking up a matchup with the Warriors in the second round. But I'm hoping for Warriors-Lakers, obviously. But that's besides oh. the point. But nonetheless, you know, so once that squad does something in the postseason, I think they'll gain a lot more respect. At the end of the day, you know, regular season really doesn't matter, especially if you don't get it done in the postseason. You um, you want Warriors-Lakers. Do you expect Warriors to be full strength just in time? Yeah, I mean, the basketball guys generally don't like me, so I, I expect that squad <laughs> to be full strength and to make a big push. It's, it's funny, Warriors fans right now are just like, oh, we're not that good. It's like, bro, you haven't had – that squad, you know, fully healthy for a while now. Steph's obviously hurt now. Draymond just coming back from injury. Clay coming back from a two-year layoff, looking phenomenal. Yeah. Once they put it all together, you know, I think they're they're poised to make a deep playoff run if they can stay healthy. Shout out, lost to my Spurs at home. <sighs> just want to throw that out there. But yeah, I, my thing was before the season two, it was like Warriors because I feel like in state, all they've been listening to for the last several years is Lakers this, Lakers that, and you know, quietly with smiles on their faces, they're just they want to crush them. And it feels like, oh, just in time, Curry's going to come out, be a little hero. It's going to be fun. I'm with you, though. A Lakers-Warriors series would not suck. I mean, that's NBA. And we got a little bit of time before that thing rolls up. But March Madness, um, just like every year, <laughs> no bracket. There were no brackets after the first 48 hours, or there were like seven after the first 48 hours. Has it been everything and more, once again, that you expected? Well, I stopped filling out brackets a few years ago just to save myself from the pain and what? torment of being embarrassed. Why? It it's so out. much fun. Never, never had a good run. Always after the first day of games, it's like, I'm trash. I can't pick winners. But shout out to Shaheen Holloway, St. Peter's. I think that's a squad that we've kind of all rallied behind. Beating Kentucky, beating that big behemoth. And you yes. learn about kind of the inner workings of their, their program. And I played Division One basketball at UCLA. We, we were kind of in the middle of the spectrum in terms of treatment. Yeah, it's LA. You live in Westwood. Great. We, we didn't charter those. So if you can imagine like seven footers. Oh. Flying in the middle seat of Southwest to certain games, like you know, it was it was definitely an interesting experience. But hearing about them and their their janky facilities, the flooding, <laughs> you know, them having to you know work in an inch of water when the office floods and no hot water after games for teams and things like that. But hopefully now everybody will rally behind it. Hopefully the Catholic Church will you know they, they got a ton of bread. Hopefully right? they start breaking some bread to St. Peter. Mm -hmm. I've seen those jewels. Money. Vatican. I know what you got down there. <laughs> like, you guys have a little bit of money. The best part for me about the tournament is that it's really kind of matchup driven. Everybody gets kind of hung up in the seeds. And obviously, the betters now are like, oh, seeds don't matter. It's really about the spreads and, you know, all that good stuff. But for me, it's like the, I always laugh because, like, the selection committee, you know, we talk about these 5 12 upsets, but isn't that like a stain on the selection committee and their inability yes. to properly seed teams? Yeah. Now they just do it to mess with teams and, and really, like, get that upset. Because they know that that brings viewership and raises more money that they don't give to the players. I was going to say, I think that the the fact that St. Peter's is where it is, is is like, what's happening right now? What? <laughs> Leave it on the show. Leave yeah. it. This if you edit that out, I quit. I will quit the minute it happens. Good job, Paige. You get a raise. Thank you for showing us your kitchen one more time. I'm really happy about that. Uh <laughs> Paige, Paige is in the Paige. trap house, by the way. Like She's she, she <laughs> chefing it up. Like, And then her, her, her radiator comes on. It's, it's awesome. It's a hot mess. Um, on the St. Peter's thing also, it's like, yeah, 15. No, they, they're crushing it. I love their coach. we got Jersey and New York kids here. So UCLA, you play the holy grail of basketball. The we Michael play ourselves? Jordan, the Empire. The, no, that's, what are you talking about? What, we are what, the holy grail of basketball. No, you're not. UCLA the is the Michael holy grail. 
11 national championships. John R. Wooden, the greatest coach in college basketball history. I don't want to hear any of that Coach K, Mambo, Jahambo. Are coach you scared? K, decent. No, not really. No, I don't like bit. Coach K. Oh. I don't, I'm not like, I don't like. But are you, how are you feeling about this next matchup? A uh, little nervous with the Jaime Jaquez and the ankle injury. I think that's, you know, some all, all the Bruin nations is kind of holding their breath to, to make sure he's okay. But know Jaime very well, know his family. He's a tough kid and he's going to get out there, you know, it's going to take a lot to stop him from from playing in this game, the Sweet 16 game. Option North Carolina man. smacked Baylor. Uh, I don't think anybody really expected that, especially just, you know, kind of having to hold on and winning overtime and being up at like 25 at one point. God, it was awesome. But I think we'll be fine. I think, uh, you know, they call us Blue Bloods. We got to kind of get back to that stage. We won a lot of games back in the old days. Haven't been as fortunate in current times, but I think we're going to smack the Blue. We got we – got, North Carolina's got a better Blue. I was going to say we do, but I'm not going to lie. Pr- it's a pretty Blue. It's it a beautiful really Blue. It, yeah. You know, Carolina blue. We need like a UCLA blue. They call it true blue, but nobody really rocks with that moniker. <laughs> but I think this squad is really ready. I'm a little sad that, you know, this team didn't get to stay West Coast. I know obviously they're the four seed and, and they didn't want to punish Zona like that with Gonzaga getting the one and getting the West and keeping UCLA in the West. So they have to go to Philly. But we have yeah. played tournament games in Philly. I hope the kids stay away from the cheesesteaks at least till Sunday after we get that final four berth. But I think this squad is ready to go. Mick Cronin got these dudes locked in. And if Jaime can't play... We got some guys who are ready to step up and, and put in some work. Wait, so when you say you got, when you were at UCLA, y'all were not flying charter. So legitimately, you'd have to get to the airport two hours early with all yeah. your gear. That's Isn't that crazy? That was not that long ago. Not really. Only for the tournament. That's the only time we, f- we flew charter. And that was like the, you know, the, the, the carrot they would dangle at the end for us. Like, oh, we get to fly <laughs> these Delta charter flights. You get like a Haagen-Dazs ice cream bar with your meal. We nice. did like you know they'd bring the whole team, coaching staff, uh, band, and cheerleaders. But we'd get all each, each player would get their own row, so you could kind of do like the janky laydown. <laughs> but yeah, if you can imagine like squad full of dudes, and I'm I'm like six seven, so I didn't really have anything to complain about. But we'd have like two or three seven footers at any given oh, no. point, and they'd be hunched together in the exit row, like you know knees knees against the seat. <laughs> And then we'd have to go play basketball games. This is not me complaining, but then when you, you play against schools that actually took care of their teams and had kind of more of a Mark Cuban mindset where they're chartering and they've got chefs and all oh this my. cool stuff, and you go see it, and everybody be like, oh, well, we got tradition at UCLA. That's all that matters. And it's like, nah, mm. need a little bit more. But you one know, could argue teammates. that I was going to say one could argue that having chefs is also a tradition, and I'd like to have that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. I had teammates who were vocal about it. And like, well, if you don't like it, transfer. It's like, no, nah, if you don't like it, how about you guys break some more bread and fix these facilities? But now <laughs> they've got their own courts. They've got they have chefs now, like luxury facilities. And we walk around campus now. It's a completely different campus. Oh, see, now you get that you have an official and legitimate back in my day, which is awesome yeah. to be young and still have a back in my day. Um, okay, we gotta we're transitioning over to Twitter as we about to take a break, but before we do, I wanna ask you, um, on Twitter you asked everybody if there was a moment or an event. Like was there one that people missed or that they loved, and was there one that you have missed? Because I don't see you miss very often. Has there been something that's happened that you either didn't do or didn't want to touch for whatever reason? I think I was the Katie Ashy ankle for me is probably the gold standard of the season. I want to say that I might have missed that initially, but obviously I'm I'm always within an hour or two hours of anything that happens. I might be taking a nap and wake up and see what's going on, but definitely that moment. Uh, you know, it's funny. I do a show with Gilbert Arenas, and I was asking Gil like, "Yo, like, is that you know?" I played college, and we were generally we would moisturize, but also you don't want to put like lotion on your hands before the games and make no. them slippery. But Gil was like, look, he's probably going like hot tub, cold tub, you know, before the game to warm up. And when you do that, obviously it's going to dry your skin out. But I think Katie had a level of ash that honestly I've only seen in like my cousins, like, you know, after like long pool days. So 
uh, you know, so hopefully he can get some Aquaphor. I just learned about that in like the last couple oh. of years with my kids now, and that's honestly a game changer. Like, Aquaphor's for everything. Yeah, Lips, for face, sure. it's everything. Do you ever, what's the longest you've ever been away from your phone doing uh, this? In, in recent times, maybe maybe like 10 to 12 hours. Like, you know, if I get a yeah. good nap in. But I, I'll wake up in the middle of the night, just check. Like, I've always, I've always, you know, I've, ever since that Kawhi, when he got traded to the Clippers and that Paul George thing, like, I was literally about to go to sleep that night, kind of check my phone real quick, like, uh-oh, all hands on deck. It was up <laughs> three or four more hours. So I'm always kind of nervous I'm going to miss, like, that next big story. And then waking up in the morning, I'm always, you know, because I'm on the West Coast, so yeah. East Coast has a three-hour head start. But I like to say, like, I'll give those social teams three hours, and it won't matter. I'll catch them and lap them, so it's not a big Boom. deal. <laughs> okay, there, there's a shit-talking wanted here. Perfect timing. When we get back, bit. we're playing a little, a little game called Red Flag, Green Flag. You can figure it out. We'll be back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are back. We're playing a game called Red Flag, Green Flag. I feel like I don't need to explain it, but red means uh-uh, green means yay. Right? Okay. If any of you have been on dating apps in the last five years, you're very familiar with how all of that works. <laughs> so we're going to do a little NBA behavior, a little internet behavior, and then a little uh, fan stuff. But first up, <clears throat> this one's very recent. And since you love him, it's easy. Dunking on a friend, much like LeBron James. Green flag, red flag. Uh, it's a green flag. You got to do it. Obviously, <laughs> I love K-Love, UCLA guy, uh, well-respected in the Af African-American community. Was, you know, known to be at black barbershops during his heydays at UCLA. And you just know the relationship that him and LeBron have, obviously being on uh, the 2016 Cavs and overcoming and thwarting the Warriors with a 3-1 lead. But you got to do it. Look, Oof. you're on the opposite squad. But for K-Love, he's got to get out the way. Like, I always encourage kids nowadays, that block is not worth it. Nobody's going to remember that block. It will never get the level of acclaim and hype. So just give up the two points. It's okay, honestly. Even if that's the difference in the game, spare yourself because you don't want that clip's now going to live on in infamy for the rest of Kevin Love's life. Right. And and now, you know, he's he's been a great sport about it, but I know deep down it's got to hurt a little bit psychologically when you're walking around now and everybody's like, damn, LeBron just dunked all over your life, Chief. <laughs> all over your life. Uh, besides, and also if you are going for the block, like the percentages aren't good that you're going to yeah. actually succeed. It's more likely you get posterized, which is embarrassing. Uh, this is a, in, the, in the vein of one Kyrie Irving buying and sitting courtside in your own arena. That's a red flag. And I think Kyrie might have had those tickets included kind of in his contract or whatever, but uh, team's got to come through and, and bless you and lace you and give you the good good seats. You know, you never want to have to splurge. And I know those tickets were not cheap, especially yeah. in New York. But there, it was at Barclays, though. And I know uh, Nets fans don't really exist, so I think maybe the price point was a little bit lower. Wow. <laughs> What's Just wrong a little, with I mean, you? 
not a ton of net. I mean, you can go on stuff like I'll play the StubHub stock market all the time, but you can go on StubHub and it's like Lakers Clippers games. You look at you know Lakers Lakers oh. versus a team, Clippers versus that same team, and tickets are literally ten to fifteen times more expensive for the Lakers right. game. Doesn't matter who it is. It's, it's a right. wild thing to see. It's actually kind of funny. I one time I was like, I want to sit courtside one day in this stupid arena. So I was like, all right. I went in it, and obviously I ended up doing it at the Clippers game because a Lakers, it's like a, it's like a mortgage payment for yeah. one game for a regular season nothing game, which is insane to me. Uh, having a burner account, which in any capacity, yes. Uh, oh no. Ooh, I mean, look, it depends. Okay, I'll say this. I say it's a red flag, but I'll, I'll give it with this caveat. Like, if you're somebody like Kevin Durant, you know, KD, just a, a cool dude, wants to be a part of conversations, doesn't want to always interact with people with them being like, oh, it's KD, and, you know, yeah. all that good stuff. So having a regular account, because people will obviously tweet differently if they just think you're a regular rank-and-file human being. But there's a lot of people nowadays who don't need a burner account. Like, you're not important enough. Nobody cares. And really, you're just scared to give your opinions, or you want to say shit that you would never say to somebody in real life. So now you're hiding behind your burner account to try and feel tough. And the funny thing to me is like a lot of these kids will rally behind each other and act like they're all buddies. But if they saw each other in real life, they would bully the shit out of each other totally. and beat each other up. But now, but we created burners and this burner is really cool. And this kid, like, you know, nothing about these people running these burner accounts. They could be pedos. They could have, you know, criminal records, whatever it may be. But because, you know, they hate LeBron as much as you, or they don't <laughs> like Steph, or they say something nasty to KD that was really offensive. Like now you rally behind these kids and act like, you know, they're, they're the greatest thing to happen since sliced bread. I Not feel like feeling it on that level. Now that, that little punk kid that got it, that was uh, yelling at Yurkich the other night. I feel like that's like the king of a bunch of little burner account turds. Like he just, yeah. he, it just, ugh. that kid for me is the definition of white privilege. Cause he knew society was there to protect him at no moment. Did he feel any Not fear whatsoever? And if, you know, what Chris Haynes in that report is true and what he said about Nurk's grandma and, and mom, it's like, there crosses the line. I'm a big believer that you should be able to slap the shit out of fans that are out of pocket or, or rude. <laughs> and, you know, just being real. You no, know, he, he, regular fans, great. But sometimes fans, they get liquored up. I go to games, I get drunk. You know, you want to start talking crazy and saying stuff. It's like, all right, well, you, got, you better be prepared to fight. Like, right. you know, if, if that's how you want to move, then don't be surprised when these dudes run up on you. And I feel like, you know, the, the, the Blazers fans should come together, pay Nurk's fine. Oh yeah, that forty racks. Like no, he didn't need to pay that. Like somebody step up. No, the kid. The way the kid didn't flinch tells me that in college he's going to commit crimes and his daddy's going to get him out of all of it. That's, like, that's, that's what that's, I felt like. That's what exuded for me. <laughs> it took like, me back like to him. UCLA. Like I've seen that kid before in college. Just like yeah. oh, I'm not afraid of anything because I know I'm not going to get in trouble for it. So his name is Blaine. If you guys are asking, <laughs> like it's Blaine or Chad. Uh, okay, giving yourself a nickname: red flag, green flag. Red flag. Red flag. What? LeBron? What, what nickname did he give himself? He calls himself the king. He's the king. What? Oh, no. King James. The actual king. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he didn't wake up one day and be like, you don't hey, I'm think King so. James. I'm, everybody's like, oh, what's up, king? You know, somebody in Cleveland and Akron probably was snazzy. Like, oh, you know, you King James, just like it's the like Bible. Like 15. Okay, so you can't give yourself. I'm trying. Like, I have had, I've known people that have done it. And it's always very awkward because they're like, yeah, they call me. And you're like, no, they don't. But I mean, if it's a funny nickname, I, I guess I would I would base like if, if you give yourself a nickname and it's like Frank the Tank or something like that. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. If it makes good. me if it makes me giggle, then I'm I'm rocking with it. Um. So internet behaviors, the the subtweets. I always have to explain it to my old lame friends. Subtweeting, red flag, green flag. Green flag. Let them subtweets fly. Yes. Beads, as you know, I'm not I'm not quite in your tax bracket yet, but I'm definitely Shut climbing up. up the ranks. 
Sometimes you want to take shots at previous employers, people you don't like, whatever it may be. And I don't want to name them. Everybody's like, oh, you should tag them. No, I do not want to give them any credit whatsoever. No. I don't want them to benefit at all from this tweet. I just want them to read this and know that, yes, I'm talking exactly to you. <laughs> like, you know yeah. who it is. I didn't and it's forget. not for everybody else. You know what I mean? No. Like, it's not, it's not everybody else's situation to get in. But I feel like on the internet, everybody wants drama and beef. And they want to see everybody else's misery, obviously, because that makes them feel better. I no, love I'm, a I'm, I'm slandering somebody in particular. They know who it is. And I'm going to do something like go like one of their tweets just to make sure that they come back to the page to see it. Uh, you know what? You're right. Like they know what it is and the people that know, know. And that's all that matters. No one else yeah. has to know. And I'm fine. But you mentioned that tagging them snitch tags because people will do it for you. And I'm just yeah. like, who are you? That's a red flag. We can all agree on that. Right. Like who does yeah. that? Like, I put up something uh, after LeBron dunked on K-Love, like, uh, we should extend Black History Month till March 21st after this dunk. <laughs> Kevin Love follows me. I know he was going to see it, but people are tagging him like, ah, he's getting you. It's like, I know I know the limit of what I can go into. But yeah, to your point, when somebody does the snitch tag, I'm like, oh, you know, try to start beef. Like, first of all, human being, generally, you're irrelevant, so your tag is really going to be meaningless. Right. But on the other side, I have been tagged at things before sometimes, but you know, I'm like, oh wait, okay, somebody, somebody got something to say, but it is what it is. Oh, so somebody has tagged you because somebody else was talking shit. Yeah, I've had. I mean, like, I guess I'm not the the, the most loved amongst Nick's Twitter, so I have some little <laughs> little fine. youngsters on Nick's Twitter trying to take shots at me. But frankly, they're they're just not big enough to warrant my attention. But people will tag me in these things. And I'll just look and be like, I don't know if you realize this, but at some point or another, your resume is going to cross my desk and it's going right <laughs> in the trash. That's the, that is hap that happened to me once when I had a little kid that was just talking so much mean crap to me and then went to Sports Nation for like a live taping one day. And I put two and two together when he was, he was like, can we get a picture? I'm like, hold on, what's your handle? Because <laughs> back in that day, I was like, I was reading everything. I was engaging with people and like, yeah, I, I've turned into a hermit since then. But before that, yeah, it's funny when they try to do that. Okay, I had to learn what this meant because I'm old. But then when I was told about it, I, I get it. Soft launching a relationship on Instagram, which I guess for people who don't know, right? It's like, let's say you've been dating someone, but you haven't acknowledged it publicly. And then you put a picture on Instagram and, and it's like the back of a person in your kitchen. And it's just like, oh, right? Is that is that kind of what it is? Red flag. I mean, it's, it's, look, social media is hard. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard. It's not. So These kids hard. live in a whole different world. They share all their feelings and emotions. I'm a much more private hermit human being in my personal life. Like, I don't share anything. Just because somebody's going to say the wrong thing and they're going to have to drive, you know, do that Matt Barnes drive to go yeah, lay some Temecula. hands on somebody. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know what <laughs> I mean? You know what I mean? You got you to do it. But I think kids nowadays are funny, just the way that they move and shake on social. And, you know, when we were younger, you know, you, you might have been in love or whatever it is, or whatever you thought your definition totally. of love was. But it wasn't going to last, but you didn't plaster 500 photos on Instagram and, oh, this is us doing this and this is us doing that. And my thing is I can always look uh, now and be like, oh, they broke up because all those pictures are scrubbed off white. the page. Except for like the one one that was like a really great photo that like, they just refused to get rid of because they looked really good in the light <laughs> on that photo. But it's funny to see. And it's like, oh, they broke up. Like, yeah, they're done. It's they're learning. So this these young people are learning so many lessons because, you know, when we broke up with someone, all I had to do was go through the house and remove actual photographs. Boom, done. Yeah. Erased. Now it's like you have this like entire thing that lives forever on the end. I don't get it. These relationships stop. But I think it's a very weird thing. This one, I, I know how I feel, but TikTok dances. Red flag. I'm old. Oh, thank God. I'm old. Like we're the same age, because we're literally in the same era. I can't. Yeah, but you seem so much cooler and younger than me. I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, I, if I take my hat off, you'll be like, "Oh, he's old. He's Shut old." I definitely, <laughs> I stay cool now by putting the backwards hat on to cover all the grays. But I definitely got some George Clooney salt and pepper going on the top nice. of my dome. 
And I'm, I'm happy about it. Like, my dad's a little bit older than me. He's on TV a lot, so he'll dye his hair. I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, like his oh, hair looks no. better than mine. And he's 66. But I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to do that. I'd rather just look old and, and be with it. But <laughs> can old. never, for me, TikTok is like, okay. Like, I understand some of the premise of it. But yeah, just everybody doing dances and then doing dances with serious messages to get you oh. to watch the mess. It's just like, all right, guys. But TikTok to me is really uh, indicative of what the world is nowadays. Because one person does something cool, usually a black creator, then everybody does the same exact <laughs> dance. Everybody forgets exactly where it came from. It's like Elvis Presley every single day of the week. It's, it is, it is. Sometimes I'll go to that little discovery page on Instagram. I don't know who any of the people are, but they keep showing up. And it's always like some, some 45 year old like mom with a bunch of makeup and a filter doing whatever the cool thing is, or like the lip syncing of some. And I, I just, cringe because like a who is that for who's watching that b how many times did you do this to nail it and c like we love ourselves too much these days like it's i'm all about self-love and you, you should be your number one fan and whatever but the level of narcissism that goes down now on these it, it it is it's cringe i'll send them to friends and just be like i hate everybody i hate human beings Everybody wasn't meant to be a star. I'll just say that. No, no disrespect to all you guys. Definitely try. Give it your best foot. But we need normal people to have celebrities. Everybody can't be a celebrity because then what's yeah. the value of a celebrity? Like, let, let the celebrities do what they do. Yes. Let Ryan let Reynolds be. Yeah. Like, there's one Ryan Reynolds and that's it. Okay. This one is a pet peeve of mine because every day is something. But celebrating national fill-in-the-blank day. And they're all ridiculous. Tacos, whatever. If it's taco day, I mean, okay, that's, fine. You know, yeah, I'll give taco, you taco day, green day. flag. But if it's just like <laughs> random, it's like, you know, I, I'll go through calendar sometimes and just look at all the random days. And it's like, who determined like, oh, it's national like chili day or national yeah. whatever. And it's, green it's all just day. You know, like what? Just corporate greed. I feel like they're, everybody's trying to make money. Like, so they're trying to, it's like national taco day. No, every day is taco day. Thank we have you. taco Tuesdays. We don't need a national taco day too. It's we have 52 day. Tuesdays to dominate tacos. 52 Tuesdays. All right. This one, I, I follow a lot of people. There's one person I know, and I don't even follow this guy, but Skip Bayless does it a lot. Posting sneakers. Uh, and then also specifically that you got them because everybody's got the sneaker app and then you join the, get in the lotto and then, Ooh, I got them. How do we feel about that? Red flag. I'm never a fan of posting anything that somebody would want to rob me for. Like, you know, like the Pistons, Pistons got like the ice cam at games, which is one of the most hilarious things I think I I've ever seen. I love that. And it's like, please rob me. Look, look, rob <laughs> look me. And it's like, mm. that's, I don't wear jewelry. Like I, I, I travel with less than like $20. I'm like a taxi driver. I have like less than $10 <laughs> of change in my wallet at all times. Like smart. I tell you, if you're going to rob me, you're disappointed. You're going to be disappointed afterwards. I have nothing to offer to you. I give you a great conversation, but I'm not going to be able to give you anything tangible that you'll be able to sell. That's true. The shoes are, because the shoes are just, they're hard to get at this point. And then you have to wait till, you know, third secondary market and forget it. It's like a thousand dollars for the same pair of sneakers. It's but wild. I will say, I forget who, which arena had it the other day. They had the mascot going around with one of those like diamond readers to see if they were real diamonds okay, or not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dead. Dead. Beautiful. That should happen that, everywhere. Green flag. That's a green flag. That's a green flag everywhere. Taking a quick break. Come back. Wrap things up. I'm, I'm going to call you the king. I don't care. I know that hurts you because it's LeBron and that's why I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> do you know what really hurts me what uh, let me tell you a true story bees i don't know if you can use this on the show or not but uh yeah i used to despise you for a period of your life holy crap but let me <laughs> yes. tell you what it was it was okay. one tweet uh when lebron played the spurs and he got the cramps and you simply just tweeted my doll and i was like <laughs> i was like damn this woman yes. damn it 
yes it hurt it, that it was might so be, painful it was so that's painful a, that's a, like a moment highlight for me that is a it was one of the most phenomenal troll tweets i think i've ever seen in my life and that but ultimately i kept looking at it i was like you know what i really rock with beads because this is one of the greatest <laughs> tweets i've ever seen and even as a lebron fan i have to laugh at this moment i mean that's a fa- but that's an infamous game got me. <laughs> my do- oh well on that note let's just I, got, like, I feel like i've just i've arrived i'm sweating okay fabulous Fine, we're wrapping this up. We're just doing fan stuff. We got five more, and that's it. Boom. Uh, yeah. I, I, I see this. I just saw it the other day. Wearing a jersey to a game as an adult, especially with nothing underneath. Dep- All right, okay. I'm going to say that's a red flag, but it's more dependent. Like, if you're doing that in the winter in Milwaukee, red flag. If you're doing that in, like, Phoenix, where it's, like, 137 degrees. Fair. And it depends on whose jersey it is. For me, I'd always go, like, off-kilter 11, 12th man. I would never want to wear, like, superstar <laughs> jersey. Give me, like, an Austin Reeves jersey, a Kendrick Nunn. Like yes. I'll be the, you know, I just want to see a Kendrick Nunn jersey. If I see one ever, I'm, I will get it. In like, action. <laughs> I want to see Kendrick Nunn wearing his jersey playing a basketball game this season. That would make me happy. Yeah. Well, how about wearing a jersey of a team that's not actually in that game? Yeah, that's always I weird. That's I weird. Always. What are you doing? It's like, you know, it's the one dweeb, like, you know, I go to UCLA, but like UCLA be playing Arizona and then there's the one dweeb who shows up in the SC shirt and hey, look at me. It's like, bro. It's like you want to get in a fight. That was deliberate. You know, yeah. you knew where you were going. Have some respect. Football jerseys to NBA games. I've done it before, so I can't. I can't. Have knock you that one. really? Why? As a child. As a child. Okay. Okay. Well, then we're gonna let that go. Back to the back to Blaine slash my daddy's a lawyer talking trash courtside to an NBA player. If well, it's I, funny trash, yeah. If you're talking trash to KD, because I know KD will respond and say something that'll end up on you know social media that'll have us all buzzing and laughing, but generally. <laughs> I think we live in a world now. It's like funny. I saw Kendrick Perkins get into a Twitter beef with a, with another legend, and everybody was responding to Perk like, "Oh man, you only won one NBA championship." And I didn't take a step back. Is like, how many NBA championships have you won? Like, right. Like only winning one NBA champ, as if like that's the Who barometer of like, oh, you're trash. You only got yeah. one <laughs> highest level of basketball championship. And I think he's got two. He's got one with the Cavs and one with the Celtics. I think he was on that Cavs squad, but, you know, he was in, in, in vicinity. I but, mean, uh, also, you have math homework, kid. Shut up. Like, yeah, why are you just talking? Like, we've convinced ourselves. I think it's ever since the throwback era, like, when, ever since you could buy, like, a full jersey with the warm-ups in video game era, you start to think that you can do what these guys <laughs> do. Like, oh, I dropped 40 with them in the video game. Mm-mm. Can't be that much different in real life. It is. Like, it, it's, it's it wild is. for me to see. Like, yeah, just but keep your mouth shut. Be respectful. You know, you've paid a mortgage to to get this ticket. Just enjoy it. And and if you're gonna do it, be creative and funny. Like, just don't be tacky and belligerent. Like, that's not nobody's entertained by you. Make the guy laugh. If you make the player laugh, right. then You know, you've done a good job. And look, we are living in a weird time. Like, players seem to be a little bit on the uber sensitive side these days. Like, their their ears are very perked up listening. But yeah, be funny. This one I did not write because I don't think this exists. Bandwagon hating on LeBron and Tom Brady. I don't believe those are bandwagon haters. I believe they're legitimate lifetime haters. Uh, the thing about, yes, <laughs> ultimate red flag, but the thing to me that always perplexes me and puzzles me about LeBron haters, and it's like, right, you're, you're, you're a Spurs fan, so, you know, he's playing the Spurs. I understand that you want your team to win. But, like, LeBron could post a tweet along the lines of, like, y'all just opened up a new school, and their responses <laughs> would be like, you're a fraud, the bubble didn't count, how come you didn't open up two schools? Like, whatever, you're not teaching Algebra 2 there. Like, you know, it's always just like, this level of negativity, it's funny. I like I got a LeBron co-sign last year, and I, I was sitting with my wife when it happened and literally knew, like, yeah, this is a great moment, but I already know the floodgates have now opened for all these oh. haters and trolls. And now, you know, I went through, like, like a four- to six-week period after that where it was literally just 
barrage of burner accounts saying they hate me i hope you die but they do the thing where they don't spell die they put like an exclamation point so it's the exclamation point e it's like i still know what you guys are saying but for me like you i keep a nice little rolodex of everybody who says that stuff Mm -hmm. waiting for them to slip up because a lot of these trolling burner accounts don't realize that a lot of times they talk in the same kind of style as their main account so they'll slip up and say a word a certain way or not capitalize a word or you know put a put a string of words together it's like oh i know exactly who this is so when i see this person we're definitely going to address it do you still you still will go into your your ats and your mentions and your comments like you'll read it love it have you ever thought about like no more or you you like this this still i I enjoy i like to know what the temperature is i like to know where i stand with society but like i said earlier i know like if i put a whack tweet up that instantaneously i'm going to get the cringe and the ratio and all that negative stuff (laughs) but these kids these kids are so emo and sensitive and stupid (laughs) <laughs> that uh, you know, that when you put it up and everybody else starts liking it, they, they don't really have their own opinions. They just see which way the wind blows. So if you put a tweet up and now people don't like it, then they'll jump on that bandwagon and hate, you know what I mean? But if you put it up and everybody loves it, they know they're going to look stupid if they come with any of that mambo-jahambo. So that's the yeah. kind of world I live in on social. What a time to be alive. Who would have thunk it 20 years ago we'd have all of this crap right in our hand? Like, it's weird sometimes. We could talk to anyone at any time. I don't know if that's good like, or bad. I get paid to do Twitter. Yeah, it's right. It's kind of crazy. Speaking of. As a kid, I would have been like, oh, I want to tweet when I get older. Like, like what? Yeah, if you would have, if they would have told you when you take one of those aptitude tests, like, what are you going to be good at? Like, this, this is what I'm going to be good at. Never saw that coming. Uh, at King Josiah 54 on everything. If you're not, fo- I don't even know who you are if you're not, because everyone is. Um, where else can they find you? Because you mentioned the podcast. Um, you can find me literally in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, <laughs> either getting my car washed. Taking a nice brisk jog around the neighborhood at a slow pace. Slow, moderate pace. Great form, though. Always have great form. Uh, I miss the valley. I miss it. Uh, my local Ralph's trying to get some deep discounts, but never succeeding. <laughs> and uh, we got a Target over here, too. So those are generally the four places you can find oh, me. I think I know where you are exactly, actually. But uh, I'm going to retire now, knowing that... <laughs> I gave I away exactly way too much info. I, I know, I'm like, I'm, I too... could find you if I wanted to. <laughs> it's like the... Yeah, you, you can triangulate oh. and figure out exactly where I'm at. The Midol thing is my favorite moment of probably going to be at least the next three weeks. Um, thank you. I, I was so stoked when you said you'd do this, and it's been a pleasure, and I knew it would be. So, duh. No, pleasure duh. for me as well. I appreciate you. All right, you guys, remember, do all that subscribing, reviewing. I'm awful at this part. 631-397-0403. If you want to call or send a gross picture or whatever, Paige will have to look at all, all of them. So we'll see you guys next time. Oh, perfect timing for the dog to come in and start crying. Yay.